Hello, 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 everybody. We are dancing in the discomfort zone today. I am Anne Bonnie, your host, and today's guest is Anne Bonnie, your host. Yes, you're hearing from me. <laughs> um, we just had a hurricane. Hurricane Adalia came up and smashed into the top of Florida uh, as a Category 3 hurricane. And the fun thing about hurricanes when you're in the potential path of a hurricane is there are a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of like watching the news and deciding what you're going to do. And for a while, Adalia was planning to come right up my driveway and we were going to have some, it was, it was going to be a big issue. Fortunately, she ended up turn. Well, fortunately for us, she ended up turning a little bit, um, heading up farther North. And, um, while she did smash into Florida and make some damage, fortunately, she wasn't nearly as damaging as, uh, they, they were saying that she could have been. So, I'll start with the end of this story. I got home on Wednesday to a dry house with power. So the it ended really, really well, and it was no big deal. But as Monday um, came, two days before I got home from the evacuation, uh, and the hurricane was coming, and it was, you know, they were predicting all this stuff, there's, there's so, there were a few lessons and there was a lot of discomfort to dance in, uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as, you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, cool, what's going to happen. And there were three main things that I was thinking about as this whole, these days were developing. Um, and I, I thought they would be a great topic to talk to you about. So first of all, as we started to see that Adalia was coming up our, coming up our driveway, I, um, Got a text from a friend, a speaker friend, Lisa, who lives inland and on higher ground in Tampa, which is just about 30 minutes from me. And she said, hey, if you need somewhere to go, come on over to our house. Now, my first inclination is always to say, no, no, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'm like the Marlboro man. I do things on my own. (laughs) Um, And this was a time when I needed to accept help. Uh, I'm not really good at that. I'm a very, you know, independent person, but sometimes it is good to ask for what you need and it's good to accept help. In fact, on Tuesday, right before I did evacuate, I did a podcast interview with a gentleman named Russell Harvey uh, over in England. His podcast is going to come up in October. And one of his main um, topics of brilliance is building resilience and how do we build resilience in the face of all the craziness that happens in the world AKA hurricanes. And uh, we were talking about one of the aspects of resilience that he talks about being really, really important is the support aspect and who we have in our lives that'll show up for us, who we have in our lives that will be there when we need them. And that resilience, resilient people are able to say, okay, cool. This is a moment when I need to accept help. Um, I'm not going to do it all the time because a lot of times I don't need it. And this is a time that I do. So it was really, really interesting, the timing of that. Like I literally evacuated about an hour after I finished that interview with him. He thought it was hilarious sitting in, in his home in England um, as I was prepping for a hurricane. And in a few weeks, that podcast interview will come out and you'll get to hear me saying, yeah, then applying all of it to the hurricane. But it was a really interesting opportunity for me to say, you know what? This is a time I need to accept help. And, um, and fortunately when I got to their house, um, Lisa's wife, Lynn had a question about Excel and setting up a, 
a spreadsheet that she could use to, you know, use as a template and all that stuff. And I had the knowledge and was actually able to help her set that up. So it was kind of cool. I got to pay her back for letting me stay at their house for the night and shelter in the storm. Um, but anyway, the, the lesson for me was, you know, the first inclination is, is, is to say, no, no, I don't need help. Uh, but the fact is I did, and I was able to accept it and it, and they were happy to give it. And uh, I made sure that I was a good guest and all that stuff. But it was one of those moments that made me think, ah, okay, I see you're dancing in the discomfort zone here, accepting help. So think about that, how that applies to you. Maybe it doesn't, maybe you're fine at it, or maybe you're like me and you're like, you know, I can do this all by myself. And then you blow away in a hurricane. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing is the whole evacuation process. So this is my second hurricane. And the first hurricane, I packed a lot of bras. And I'm not sure sure why I thought that I would need a lot of bras. But as I was running around in circles, panicking in my house, thinking, if everything gets destroyed, what do I wish, what will I wish I had? Uh, For some reason, all the lingerie went in the car. (laughs) But what didn't was some of the photo albums and some of the family heirlooms. So needless to say, after last year's hurricane... I made a list. So when this year's evacuation came around, I said, okay, cool. Let's leave some of the bras here (laughs) and let's get the family jewels and the, uh, and the important stuff that I genuinely cannot replace. So, um, but during this process, you know, that the question that I just said, if everything gets destroyed, what am I going to wish I had? And you want to talk about dancing in the discomfort zone. That's a pretty uncomfortable thing to think. Like my whole house could get blown away. The roof could blow off and it could flood. Um, And it's really hard to think rationally when that is on the horizon. You know, potentially within the next 24 hours, all of this could be destroyed. But, and so often in a crisis situation, whether it's a relationship crisis or a job crisis or a natural disaster crisis, we focus so hard on what might happen. And we're so panicked about that, completely understandably, that we're not able to focus on what we can do now, right? Unemotionally, not unemotionally, but with relatively controlled emotions. And so one of the things that I had to do as I was as I was kind of running around in circles when I decided to evacuate that Tuesday morning um, was say, okay, and stop. What are the facts here? The facts are there is a hurricane coming, period. We can't do anything about that. What can I control? Not that. She's coming. And she's very windy. And they're saying that she's going to be very angry (laughs) when she gets here. So by starting with that fact, saying, okay, cool, that's not something I can change. Yes, it could be very bad. But what can I do right now? Let's focus on right now. I am safe right now. I'm okay right now. What can I do right now to prepare for that moment? I will worry about that moment later. Let me go ahead and think, what can I do right now? But by starting with the facts, there is a hurricane coming. I was able to say, okay, cool. First, A, I'm getting out because I live right on the bay. And they were talking about huge storm surge with high tides. And so even if the wind didn't blow anything away, the likelihood was there was going to be a lot of water where it isn't normally, including potentially in my house. So by starting with that fact and saying, okay, cool, that's a fact. It's not good or bad. It just is. 
the consequences could be bad. So how can I mitigate those consequences? What can I control, right? And so question number one, if everything gets destroyed, what am I gonna wish I had? Great, go get the photo albums, go get the family heirlooms, go get that stuff that is irreplaceable, put it in the car, good to go. All right, now, the more likely scenario is that there might be a foot of water or two in the house. Okay, cool, now what can I do right now to mitigate that risk, right? By starting with the facts and by asking those really tough questions. Like, I don't wanna consider that this is all gonna happen. And yet, as much as I can prepare for it right now, the better off I'm gonna be, right? So let's just shift this example to a more day-to-day, less natural disaster-y example. Like, I remember a time I hit forward, uh, reply instead of forward on an email, and I replied something very, very rude to the person that sent the original email, intending to complain about them to somebody else that I was going to forward it to, but I hit reply. <clears throat> yeah, so the first thought was, oh crap, I'm going to get fired. This was, this was a little crisis in my mind. I'm going to get fired. And, and my brain went immediately to that future eventuality. And again, I had to stop and say, okay, and stop right now. What can you do to make this the least trouble that it's going to be? What can you do right now? All right, cool. I can immediately apologize to the person and their boss. I can immediately tell my boss what happened and go tell HR. These are things I can do right now to give me the least possible chance that that bad future event is going to have the most catastrophic impact. Okay. Maybe I have a fight with my spouse and I'm worried about the future ramifications of this. What can I do right now to either make this better, to make myself feel better, or to mitigate the potential damage that that's going to do? This question, starting with the facts. Okay. That just happened. I would really like it if I hadn't hit reply but I did and it got there and I am now have egg on my face as they say. And I have no idea what that means, but whatever. So what can I do right now to mitigate the future things that I'm worried about? But instead of sitting there running around in circles, starting with the facts that just happened, I'd love to ignore it. I can't. Okay. What can I do now? And that stop moves the thinking around to that logical part of the brain from that panicky part of the brain. You have a panicky part that wants to keep you alive, (laughs) which as I sent hit reply and realized I hit reply said, run away, run away, get out of here quick, go to Mongolia. I hear they need volunteers, you know, but like, okay, cool. Hold on. That's the panicky part of my brain trying to preserve me from all stress. But as soon as I start to say, okay, wait a minute, what are the facts? Okay. The facts are I did that. As soon as I start thinking that way, it moves the thinking around to the prefrontal cortex where all the logic is, where you can stop panicking and start thinking and deciding and responding rather than just reacting. So when you find yourself (laughs) evacuating for a hurricane or some other crisis situation in your life, start with the facts. What can I not change? And go from there. What can I control? What is the next thing I can do right now to give me the best chance at a good outcome in this fact-laden situation? 
All right. I don't know if that's helpful helpful to you. It was just one of the things that was rattling around in my brain during the last last week. So I hope it helps. I hope you're all safe. I hope you're all enjoying the end of summer. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next week with another great episode of Dancing in the Discomfort Zone podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.